Water report, y'all. This is Morning Report, y'all. I am your host, Jacob Perry, and thanks for joining us for episode one, in which we are introduced and someone gets surprised by diarrhea. Today, I'm sitting across my desk from none other than Dr. J. Mike Burton. <laughs> Mikey is we who love him, affectionately call him. Mike, say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. How are you all? All right. They can't answer. It's not they live. They can't. Oh, yeah. No, it's it, not live. We're not on a phone, right? It's a podcast. That's it's a podcast. That's a microphone, <laughs> not a telephone. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> well, I have a hard time telling the difference sometimes. Yeah. Mike is our senior partner here at the hospital. He has been here for 20 years. And I've known Mike since I was an intern 12 years ago. He was the first guy I took call with out here uh, when I was an intern, which was pretty fun. Yeah, I didn't sleep good that night. I bet you didn't. <laughs> I was really worried. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence. Feeling pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm thinking this is a good first interview yeah, for this good. podcast. Um, Mike has been a good friend and a buddy of mine in the OR for my entire eight years that I've been working here. And we continue to have a pretty good time. Have a great time. Yeah, operating is uh, pretty good. Mike is originally from Eastern Kentucky, which makes him kind of an expert on the patient population that oh, we yeah. see on a daily basis. Yeah, I grew up about twenty miles from here. Yeah, it takes about two hours for the patients to get here from. West <laughs> they usually yeah. can't make the trip from West Liberty to Moorhead without stopping for Wendy's yeah. on the way to the emergency department. I always tell people that. There's only two people who know where West Liberty is, and that's me and God. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty out there. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's we we see a lot of folks from there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good people. They all yeah. ask about you. Yeah. Now, do you know Mikey Burton? <laughs> yeah. Do you know old J. Mike? Yeah. Now J. Mike, he used to play football with my cousin. <laughs> he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they know some other stuff too. Yeah, we've heard. <laughs> I heard a rumor about you shooting telephone lights oh, yeah, out. I did. I, I shot a few street lights. Street out lights out. Time. Yeah. That's I was high point man. We we shot twenty four out. Yeah. Got, did you, did you got, keep track? Got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. Shot out with a BB gun. When I, <laughs> I was a freshman in high school. Uh, we were pretty bored that evening. It sounds like. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, so Mike, like me, is a general surgeon. Yes. Trained just like me, University of Kentucky. Yes. Did his residency there. Has been a Kentucky lifelong resident. Right, except and two years in the Navy. Two years in the Navy. And we're going to talk about that on a later podcast. Oh, okay. We'll wait until... Uh, yeah. And um, he has uh, been a do-it-all general surgeon for the entire time. Didn't no. do a fellowship. He's no. just done it all from gynecology, urology, general surgery. Yes. Done it everything. Haven't, didn't, haven't done much orthopedics, but I did some early. I'd fix some extensor tendons and... Few little things like that, but I don't do, of course, anything like that anymore. Yeah. Now, Mike, he, uh, for the listeners out there, he, he's he's got a lot of stories, and he's got a lot of tall tales, maybe not so tall tales, from his time as a surgeon out here. So he's going to be a frequent guest on the show when it comes to things that are in his wheelhouse, topical yeah. stuff in his wheelhouse. And I hope the pay's good. 
Yeah. Uh, did you get the contract? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did it no, come? It didn't no, come I, through I haven't yet? got the contract yet, but I figured it'll be a dandy. Yeah. It. it, it uh, it'll be. Mo- uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> even though he's old, and he is old. Yeah, I am. He's a. He's. Seventy-one. Seventy. Yeah. Yeah. 71. I mean, he's still funny though. Yeah. And um, he's like still pretty sharp for an old dude. Yeah. You just have to show me where the operating room is. That's right. Yeah. And um, he, uh, you know, we're not to the point where we're wheeling him around on rounds or, uh, you know, like showing him off as the oldest person in the hospital or anything like that. But he's, um, he still likes to have a really good time in the operating room. Yeah. And um, he's got lots of, lots of little idiosyncrasies, I would say, that in the OR. You know, we were talking yesterday about uh, how one of the rites of initiation for the new employees of the OR is for old J. Mike Burton to walk up to you just after you've washed your hands and scrubbed in and gloved and gowned and are totally sterile for him to just walk in out of the room and just put his hand out and say, Mike Burton, nice to meet you. (laughs) And inevitably every single person will shake hands with you and have to go and (laughs) re-scrub. That never gets old. I do that all the time. I'll just walk in the room and be like, Mike Burton, nice to meet you. Everybody everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, I'm just orienting them. Yeah. Making sure they realize what they're in there for. You know, when I was a resident, I I actually stepped that up a notch after I was gone from here and I had moved on. And uh, when I was a fourth-year resident on ped surgery, there was this – this scrub tech at UK, we'll just call her uh, Pat. Okay. And, um, so Pat, she was, she was, I mean, she wasn't mean, but she was tough. Like she didn't let you mess with her sterile field or she didn't take a bunch of crap from anybody. So, um, just about the last week I was on Pete's surgery. I did a ton of cases in her room, right? It was her room. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was Dr. Polito's room, but it was her room. You know, you didn't mess with her sterile field. Yeah. She, uh, she went to gown me. Right, and she always had this way. It was just a little bit different than other people gowning you, where she just had her arms held it a little bit lower, so you had to kind of go down and get it, put your hands through it, you know. And um, so she would put her hands in this one case. It was like uh, I don't know a bowel section or something, like something major, like not something you should be fooling around with. So of course, you know, me being you know me, I started fooling around a little bit, and I thought I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna, I'm, this is it. I'm gonna show her the way to do this. Like, I'm going to get her back for all the time. She got mad at me for touching her sterile field or, or, or putting an instrument back without handing it to her. And I was like, I'm going to show her. I'm going to get her good. So I went in. I washed my hands, went in there, and uh, she dipped down with the gown. And I dipped down and bear hugged her. <laughs> Just went around and gave her a great big hug. And she had never in her life had that happened so she like freaked out and like threw her arms up and knocked over the mayo stand instruments all over the floor she's cussing at me and she's like red faced and like sweating and fanning herself she's like i mean it was it was a bold move that was a bold move she was not happy yeah it was totally worth it Doctor, the attending the didn't say anything. He wasn't in the room. Yet. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. you know, he was yeah. uh, he was still like washing his hands out yeah. there. He yeah. came in and was like, "What the hell is going on?" It's <laughs> like, "What do you mean? Nothing, 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 not, nothing's going on. Nothing, nothing sir. Normal routine day. Let me help you with your gloves." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Every time someone someone goes to gown, you know, put my gown and gloves on, I always think about. It. I'm like, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get married this week. I'll just yeah. Have to, 
But now you can't do that kind of stuff. I don't think. I think you get in trouble. Oh, for you get it. in trouble. Yeah. But it was it was it was worth it at the time. It was worth getting in trouble for. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was about to go off service. What was she gonna do? <laughs> that was really. I mean, that's that's kind of always what I think. And about. you were senior level resident. Well, yeah, you yeah, could get away with some stuff like yeah. that. I wasn't looking at like having to mop the floors up myself afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that was. I I I felt like that was like the next escalation of the Mac Burton. Nice to meet you. <laughs> The other thing we do that, that drives everybody nuts is after they put that Avogard, that hand wash on there, uh, you know, the alcohol, alcohol so you, you don't have to, like, get wet and scrub, um, is they'll come walk in the room with their hands out, and as soon as they walk in the room, I'll just slap them on their hand and make them go re-scrub. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, it's only, like, 15 seconds of Avogarding, you know. Yeah. But they'll walk in the room, ready to go, get their gown, and you just hit them on the wrist. Yeah, you've actually done mad. that to me before. I do it to everybody. Yeah, you do it to everybody. But you know, for a while there, the the scrub techs in the back, I think they were revolting. Like not, you know, not as people, they were revolting against me. Yeah. And they uh, <clears throat> they would come around and they would like hide, like they'd have two of them hiding. So I'd be like, oh, I see you over there, and I go the other way, and they come and get me yeah. <laughs> every well, time. You don't know this, but I keep down the revolts against you I bet. all the time. Oh yeah, because I'm a peacemaker. Yeah, you're. Uh, we went over this yesterday as well. You're a humanitarian. Yeah, I'm a humanitarian. Is what you are. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I try to take care of you because you're my surgical son. I, I appreciate. And that. I'm proud of that grandson. Sometimes surgical sometimes. grandson. No grandson. No surgical sure? son. I taught you how to tie your shoes and everything. Well. You know, somebody had to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you couldn't do it when you got here on your rotation. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's a five-year program. It's a five-year program. That's exactly right. <laughs> For some of us. Some people, it takes seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I probably could have used seven or eight myself. Uh, I mean, I was done after five, yeah, to be I honest. Too. I couldn't I, do it that's anymore. That's all I can do. I don't... Yeah, I like to ride horses. And There's a picture of you uh, riding your horse over for a uh, old-timey... Uh, um, oh, a... House call. Yeah, house yeah, call. A friend of mine. See, yeah. I, already, I don't even know what they're called because yeah. we don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah I just took, went over took some And actually, I did it again the other day. I took some took over took some stitches out. Could you? Yeah. You are. You're a humanitarian. Amazing. I mean, you're like it's old, fun to do. I mean, it's fun to do. You're like an old-timey medicine woman. Yeah. Like Dr. Quinn. Yeah. Well, see, my grandfather was a doctor and he and, and before cars, and he rode horses to deliver babies and stuff. So I guess that's where I... Got my love of horses. Yeah, my uh, my doctor back home uh, had his dad was a doctor, and he had five boys and five girls, and all five boys, four of the boys, went into medicine, and one was a pharmacist, and all the girls, one was a nurse, and I think, and the rest were teachers. But um, his daddy, they have pictures of him like right, like going in a flatboat, like a pirogue, like uh-huh. a John boat or whatever, yeah. down the bayou. Yeah. To go deliver babies sure. and get paid in cigarettes and like yeah. su- prescribe cigarettes to people for like uh, a cough. Well, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Like my grandfather rode fast, and my dad, who wanted to be a doctor, but they didn't have the money because my grandfather had had a stroke, and and uh, they would ride horses, and my grandfather would ride them just till they fell almost. And uh, but he had a stroke at forty one, at age forty one, and. Um, Still practiced till he was in his seventies, and for a long time with a hemiparesis, he delivered babies with one hand. Really? And his wife, my grandmother, was a nurse, and she would help him, and he delivered them in houses and everything because they had a car by then, and yeah. she would drive him, and and uh, he would deliver babies with one hand, and he saw people up at his house, and he'd sit there, and he had a dysphagia, a dysphagia, 
and uh, she could interpret what he was saying. Yeah, it was a, he was. Did a, was he was he alive when you were? Uh, yeah, when you yeah. were a doctor. No, 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 he died when I was a freshman. Because I'd school. like to see. I'd like. To, I'd like to have heard that Thanksgiving dinner. You come home from med school, yeah. and you're just saying, now, I, I mean, I was on my OB rotation, and I delivered four babies, and he's probably like, shit, Mackie, <laughs> I did that with one hand when I was 70 after having a stroke. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you come back yeah. here with yeah. your, your touch-tone yeah. telephones? Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm on call every night or every other night, and i got to drive 10 minutes to the hospital. Oh, sure. Well, I used to ride 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour to deliver a baby. And then I had to drag the horse home. Then I had to drag the horse home because <laughs> I rode him so hard. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. And, and he didn't get paid. Yeah, you know, he didn't get paid nothing. You know, maybe a chicken or something. Yeah. You know, but uh, but he had a stroke, and but he kept going until he died. I mean, uh, well, until about five years before he died. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that about it. Yeah, I've never heard about your Yeah, grandpa. you know, I've got these books. I've got some. I know you said you, you yeah. donated some to the hospital. I'm going to donate a bunch of them to the hospital. You waiting for them to pay you for them? No, I was... Going <laughs> to <laughs> donate them to eBay? <laughs> no, no we're going to... I'm just getting them down here. I'll probably get you to help me carry them in. Yeah, well, I mean, you need a strong back, weak mind. I need that. a strong back. That's right. That's right, yeah. Um, well, you know, as our... Uh, Conversations people can tell you and I get along real well. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. In the operating room. Well, I mean that's for the if you can't have fun in there, be serious but have fun. You shouldn't be doing. Yeah, something. I mean we had a long conversation yesterday. It got a little serious about how, you know, it's a big responsibility and there's a lot of risk and things like that. But we do have a really really good time in though. I don't want to belabor the point about like oh we're, you know we're we're having fun but it's, you know it's it's serious business but we're we're, we're being real serious because. It is real serious, but it's also really interesting. It's really fun. I mean, there's a reason people watch, like, My 600-Pound Life to see the bariatric surgery. And they yeah. watch the surgical TV shows, and they did, you know, TV shows about surgeons. They don't do, sur- you know, they don't really do TV shows about allergists. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they don't no. They do not do TV shows about your endocrinologist. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, how's your blood oh, yeah. sugar? Oh, it's yeah. high. How's your thyroid? Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's not yeah. good content, you know. Your T4's a little low. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, what we do is interesting. And it's mm-hmm. interesting to not just to us who does it, but yeah. to people having it done to them, just oh, random it's, people. It's a great field. <clears throat> There's no question about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's I, tough, though. It's I love a, it. A tough field. What's your favorite operation? Thyroid, I've never asked you. Thyroid. Do a thyroid? Yeah. Like you like that better than a colon resection? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just like I, I like the anatomy and I like finding that recurrent nerve. You know how? Yeah, you can I, sniff it out. Yeah, I go crazy. You know, when I see it. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. There it is. I've heard it. I've heard you do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's one of my, you know, I like uh, open gallbladders. Oh, you know, I, I mean. I love open common bowel. That's a natural way, right? That's a natural. That's the way that God created man to do them. Uh, but I like doing them open, and I like—I mean, well, I do lab colies, but I like doing open common bowel expirations. Yeah, that's a neat opera. And you got you—I showed you how to do them. I know. You don't—they're. I do them all laparoscopic now. Yeah, but you know. You, I still do them transistic. Yeah, well, but sometimes you can't get them out transistic. Yeah. I've had pretty good success. Yeah, I know, but you won't always have. You know, I'm pretty slick. Yeah, you're slick, all right. <laughs> Slicker. It's not on a doorknob. <laughs> the stickers that's exactly right. <laughs> But I, I I don't know. There's not too many operations I don't like. Yeah. Mostly, especially the open. You know, I used to hate umbilical hernias. The payoff just isn't there. Like, it's the patients don't really appreciate it that much, yeah. you know? I mean, not that they're not appreciative, but it's not like getting a groin hernia fixed or like, yeah. you know, like a breast cancer, or, you know, 
uh, or you know having your thyroid out or something like that. But it's it, it's like, eh, it's like a little Audi. You fixed it. Yeah. You know, it's not a big, and it can be annoying. Yeah. Those are tough for the residents. You know, I like some days to have days with those, like a yeah, maybe a breast biopsy and a umbilical hernia and a, you know, something I call my no think days. Yeah. You don't have to think a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect for you. <laughs> that's perfect, especially. Right? <laughs> but uh, but I still like the big stuff. I like the Nissans, which you and I have one coming up. Do I do all mine open. Yeah, you don't know about it yet, but I'm gonna tell you. Okay. And I like uh, you know stomachs and. Hernia, I mean hernias. I, I like all this stuff. I, I wish like, we did more yeah. like ulcer stuff, like big, big like B twos and. Yeah, you but know. you know when I was a resident, we did a lot of. The generation before me did a lot of. Well, you know, we used to talk about that when we talked about uh, surgical education and the change, and not to get too nerdy on yeah. everybody, but about how different it was from your generation to my generation. Sure. Like, you guys would do a, a couple hundred gastric bypasses and yeah. ulcer operations, and we did like five. It well, was like a pretty big deal to do any. Well, you know, when I was a resident uh, uh, in the 70s, uh, you know, we started doing you know gastric bypasses for weight loss, and there were two major centers in the country, us and Iowa, doing them, and we were doing the ruin wise. But and the thing about that is that it taught me to be up, be comfortable up around the hiatus up in there, and but we did we did a lot of vagotomies, antrectomies. We did some highly selective vagotomies. Uh, we did a lot of perforated ulcers. I mean, yeah. you know, I think one night I was at the VA. It, this was interesting because I was with this resident who was a PG two or three, and I did not like him. He was, <laughs> he was a smart aleck. Uh, that's one thing I don't like smart alecks. Hey, now. Now, I mean, well. You're Present not, company you're excluded, just, I no, hope. But I mean, real smart alecks. <clears throat> and so we had like three or four perforated ulcers in one night. Or something like that. Maybe one of them was a bleed, doesn't it? But it's three or four stomach operations. One first case, he cuts himself. Nice. Out of the picture. Out of the picture for the rest of the night. So Mikey got to do all of them. Solid. Yeah. And, uh, but, but we did a lot of that stuff. You know, we, we you know, a lot of B2s, Rewis, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now we just give them Pepsi. Yeah. You know, Tag them. And another thing we saw that we don't see now, we saw a lot of stress gastritis. Yeah. Until Tagamet came along. Of course, the only problem with Tagamet, some of the older people went crazy on it. But that's like stuff that's on your med school boards. Like, you got to know this. You yeah. have to know this. And yeah. You get to surgery residency, and everybody's like, we won't do that anymore. And you you yeah. won't ever see this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's like a lot of But we did them. I mean, but you know, things change. I mean, technology is much better. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm not a big laparoscopic person myself, I think you know laparoscopic surgery is, is good. Yeah, you know. Are you going to ask me what my favorite case is? Yeah, what is your favorite case? Probably laparoscopic rectalectomy. Really? I love it. It's a good a good operation. It's not extremely long, so my back doesn't start to hurt. It's laparoscopic. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how it kind of twists the knife right into you, knowing that you're mint that you're minty as my mentor that I'm doing a lot of laparoscopic stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> I love the fact that it bothers you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but you do a good job. It's good for the patients. It, it is good for the patients. They, uh, they I tend mean. to, uh, to be, uh, they get out of the hospital a little bit faster. It's pretty cool. It's fun to watch you guys as your eyes light up whenever you see how small the incision is, whether you believe it or not. It's pretty mm-hmm. neat to do it through a little incision. You can barely see. Yeah. 
it's and, pretty and, you slow. Know, you, I don't know if I could do them all day every day. Yeah. I mean, I probably could. Now, they're, and, they're that much. And fun. you know, you guys do all pretty much all uh, staple anastomosis, and I like to do hand sewn. But now I do that for two reasons. One, I was trained to do it that way. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny, Doctor Griffin wouldn't let us do a staple anastomosis until he felt we were really good at doing hand sewn. And staple anastomosis was just kind of coming in then. Yeah. And uh, and then I like to do them with the residents so they know how to do them because, you know, your stapler may misfire or whatever reason, you know, and I, I just like sewing. I mean, I like to sew. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, I, it's That's fun. like one of the best parts. I always tell my kids, you know, like uh, <clears throat> at my house, we um, – my uh, my you know my wife she sews a lot she's like a seamstress not really but I mean she's like part time she has yeah. quilts and things like that she yeah. loves it and yeah. um <clears throat> but whenever like a stuffed animal gets a tear like it rips up rips over stuffing's coming out you sew it up yeah guess who gets in charge of sewing it yeah this guy because I, I and the kids will be like can daddy sew this and I'm like I, daddy sews for a living that's what I do <laughs> you know or like we'll be uh we like to do you know like in our um, in our living room we make zip lines so we tie a piece of string from the top of the banister on the stairs down to the doorknob in the on the deck and we slide lego men down them on little rings oh, like age like, you slid down well i mean i would try if it was a little heftier rope yeah but the kids always get real worked up of whether my knots are going to hold and i'm like you sound like my damn partners <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> is that going to hold all right yeah, get, that, get that knot down there jacob get yeah. that knot down there now don't yeah. wear knots it's one thing to get it from you but when i'm getting it from a four-year-old i get a little <laughs> yeah. pissed <laughs> get a little bit irritated little... You know? yeah i just can't imagine thinking a laparoscopic gallbladder is my favorite case yeah. i just i mean we do so many of them you yeah. think they would be yeah. you think we just love knocking out some gall bags but yeah. um you know i i did so many in residency and then i got out here and did even more and then, um, you know, it's just that we, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they're just kind of so commonplace. I just throw one on on a Thursday afternoon or do one yeah. on a Tuesday or whatever. It's not, not like my favorite case. Like, I don't get worked up to do someone's gallbladder surgery. I think for me, is it, it's a, to me, it's, a hard, it's kind of a hard one to teach the residents, especially if they're new. You know, they're PG2s here, and, and if they come in July or August, they haven't done any. To me, it's harder because I can't get my hands in there. I can teach them an angle to hernia or an open gallbladder easier than I can a laparoscopy. And I, I think when I'm doing them myself or when they know how to do them better, then I do. I enjoy them. Okay, you know, yeah. I do too. I mean, there. It's. I mean, taking out like when you can, kind of like, zip through them straightforward. Yeah. Doing them without a resident. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. And they're not bad. Like the, they're just—it's just kind of what we do, you know. That's what we do. That's I, I think I like a, I think I like them better than than inguinal hernias. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, inguinal hernia is a great operation. Yeah. Open inguinal yeah. Lichtenstein. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a that's good a, case. It's a good. It's a great case. Patients do well for the most part. They're appreciative. Yeah. Gallbladder patients, you know they uh, may or may not be. Well, they, they, I mean, I think most of them are. Yeah. Most of them get better. Yeah. There's some of them, you know, you do for kind of dodgy indications. Like it's like, well. I'd say it's about 80% that it's your gallbladder. Let's yeah. take it out, and about yeah. 80% of those people get better. So, yeah. you, know, you know, like yeah. the other 20% not so super stoked yeah. about having had surgery and that's still true. getting some yeah. cramps when they eat, yeah. you know. Um, everybody I know that's had gallbladder – I mean, you, you know where I'm going with this. Everybody I know that's about to have gallbladder surgery uh, has a cousin that says, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, no, don't let them take your gallbladder out. And it's because that one cousin – 
They may not, they may be an only child of an only child. <laughs> they still can find a cousin that'll come out of the woodwork and tell them, I mean, you're going to be pooping. You're going to get diarrhea. Everybody. That diarrhea. The, uh, the diarrhea is uh, if in, in the preoperative phase, if you talk to the patient's families, not the patients or the doctors, but if you talk to the family members of the patient, the rate of diarrhea is at least 1,000%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is every single person you know gets diarrhea when you get your gallbladder out. That's how bad the diarrhea is. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's normally not. I mean, I always tell people, I say, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a cousin that thinks that. And, and like my own cousin. He told me. I mean, I would never do it again. I have diarrhea. It's terrible. Uh, I always tell people, I'm like, look, it'll get better. You know, you, you, you just change your diet a little. Don't eat fat the first couple of weeks. I tell them all, don't go get hot wings and beer the first two weeks. Most of them say, I, I mean, he doesn't drink. and uh, and But they still eat the hot wings. You know, I had a kid that went to eat Chinese food <laughs> right after the surgery. And then, oh, Doc, I'm... I mean, I was, I was just pooping. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that's the thing is I just always, you know, it's like 10% of people will get some loose bowel movements of those people. About 10% will need to take medicine. Yeah. And it's not it's bad, pretty low. Yeah, but, it's pretty but low. you would think, I mean, it's like, it must be frightening. I, yeah. I guess I've never thought about it. I didn't know anything about gallbladder surgery until, you know, I went to surgery residency. Yeah. We didn't even do laparoscopic surgery in med school. They only had one laparoscope at charity hospital when yeah. I, you know, when I was in med school. So I didn't know much about it. So I was at UK. Yeah. But um, the idea that, like, when you have your gallbladder out, you get horrible diarrhea, I didn't really encounter that as much until I was, like, a senior-level resident. I just didn't, you know, I don't know. And then I realized, like, when now, seeing all these people back, it's really a small percentage. Everybody's worried about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's not like a... But it's not... It's not not, not as bad as you think. Now, I, I have had some patients with some legit, you know, diarrhea problems. You know, I had this one girl. This is the one girl I use as an example when I talk to my uh, my patients about, like, if they're worried about their bowel movements. That there was this girl. She was pretty young. It's a few years ago. Uh, she was, like, 20, 21 years old. Then she came in and had, you know, gallstones or something. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what she was getting operated on for. But we took her gallbladder out. She came back for her follow-up visit, like, three to four weeks after surgery. Everything was going well, except she said, like, Doc, man, I'm at work. I'm trying to trying to work. I'll eat like my, I'll go for, for lunch. I mean, I'll have such bad, I have to go home. Like I can't keep working. I'm like, well, you know, we'll give you a work excuse. You know, we'll see, we'll try you on some fiber. Come back in a couple weeks. She comes back in a couple weeks. Doc, I still, I mean, I can't go back to work. And I'm thinking like, she just hates her job, right? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I was like, okay. I mean, well, she's like, no, it's when, uh, you know, I I get, I get to, I just, I eat and I got to run to the bathroom, spend the next, you know, next little bit in the bathroom and I I can't, I can't function. So you got to, you got to do something. So, well, why don't we just uh, we'll put you on some Imodium, you know, just when you eat and see how it goes. She comes back after a couple of weeks again, and she's like, look, Doc, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm missing more work. I mean, my, my, uh, my boss is like, he's like when's this going to get better? I was like, well, let me, okay, let's start at the beginning. You know, let's go through this and this, and we're checking like a C. diff level. Is she infected? Is there something wrong? Is she have a bile leak? Am I missing this? This is way back when I was like starting out. So I was like really nervous and couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, okay, so take me through, you know, your day. Like, you eat breakfast at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sometimes I eat at work. Okay, you eat breakfast at work. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. And then what do you do for lunch? Well, I eat lunch at work, you know, because they give us food. I was like, oh, what kind of job do you have? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I work the window at Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, well, there's the problem. (laughs) I said, well, you know, maybe. I was like, so you just eat the 
like the tacos. She's like, well, I'll have like a burrito, like a bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Might have like a gordita. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, maybe Taco Bell in the first couple months <laughs> after uh, after getting your gallbladder out is not the, the ticket. You know, I was like, that just sounds like just about everybody I know that goes eat at Taco Bell anyway. <laughs> so that's the last time I ate at that Taco Bell though, <laughs> or any Taco Bell. Did she get better? Yeah, I don't. I mean, she didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's not the Taco Bell. Yeah, it's not the, uh, not not the answer to your uh, post-cholecystectomy diarrhea needs. Well, let me tell you a nice little story. You want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got this friend, and I mean we're really good buddies. He lives right down the road from me, and uh, we both farm with cattle, and we go to church together, and we're elders at our church together. So we've been we've been friends for a long, long time. Well, ever since I moved to Mount Sterling, we've been friends. And so, uh, and I've operated on him a couple of times, little things. I've operated on his wife a couple of times and uh, so forth. So he comes and he tells me, he said, my belly's been bothering me. I don't feel good when I eat, my stomach hurts. So to make a long story short, I got him and worked him up. He had gallbladder disease. I don't remember if he had gallstones or acaps. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years ago. And so... Uh, I set him up and I did a laparoscopic cholecystectomy <laughs> for the intraoperative angiogram. He did really good. Did did really good. Was feeling better. And about a month later, he said, uh, "Mikey, he said uh, I'm having a little bit of diarrhea." I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah, after I eat." He said, "You know, I got to go, and uh, I really had to go." And I mean, now this this fella can eat, uh, and he 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 takes no prisoners when he eats. And so uh, I said, well, Pete, I said, it's a little early, but I said, you may have bile-induced diarrhea. What's that? And I told him, and explained to, to him about the you know, bile not being regulated and all that kind of stuff. And so I put him on some cholestin. And uh, about oh, three or four weeks later, you know, I asked him about it or something. He said, oh, this is great stuff. He said, I'm not having any problems at all, none. I said, well, good. So, so about a year later, he um, it's his tax time, and, and he goes <laughs> he goes down to this little tax place there in our Mount Sterling where we live, and and uh, he'd never been down there before. But before he went, he went to the Mexican restaurant, and ate, ate whatever they had there. But I'm sure he ate a lot. <laughs> He's a big eater. And so he gets down there and he sat down with the lady at the desk, just him, she and him. He and he and her are both in the, are just there and his wife's not with him or anything. And he starts cramping a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, do you have a restroom? And she said, oh yeah, yeah, back in the back. So he goes back there and, and has a bowel movement or something. And he comes back up, he's feeling better and he's sitting there and all of a sudden, he says, uh, he doesn't say anything. He just gets up and starts running to the bathroom. Well, he drops the load on the floor, <laughs> in the toilet, on the floor of the bathroom. It's all over his clothes. <laughs> it's on his shoes, on his underwear, on his shirt, everything. Ugh. It, I mean, he's a man. <laughs> when he told me about this, I was... Driving home from the hospital, I almost had to 
pull off because I was laughing so hard. And you'd have to know him, and it, and I mean, and he deserves it. But anyway, <laughs> he's a good friend. <laughs> he's a real good friend. And so he he goes back out there after he tries to clean up the mess, and you know he stumped the high heaven. I mean, he had had it all over. He said, "Ma'am." Uh, I have to go home for a few minutes. So he gets in his car. Sure, he gets it all over his car, truck, whatever he's driving. Gets home, throws all of his clothes away, gets in the chair, washes himself off, and goes back. And I asked him, I said, well, why didn't you have your wife go back? And he said, she would go back. <laughs> so so he goes back and, and uh, you know, finishes his tax thing. And, and he says, I know I didn't get it all cleaned up. And he said, it was all the way up to almost to my neck. Up to my mid back, the the stool was. He said that's how bad it was, and I mean he must have exploded. And so anyway, <laughs> that's like that's like no shit diarrhea. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so a few months later, I sent him a card, and and I didn't, you know, I didn't tell him who I was, or didn't tell him it wasn't any sign. I, I said, dear, so and so. I said this is the so and so tax agency here in Mount Sterling, and I said. Uh, uh, we would certainly like for you to come back and do your taxes here, but if you don't mind, would you please wear this? And I sent him a depends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true friend, right That's there. A true friend. And of course, <laughs> I, I signed his sub name or something, you know, somebody's tax service or whatever. And and so I thought he would he would call me up and and really give me a hard time about it, but he didn't say anything. <laughs> And it was driving me crazy because we usually, we get after each other pretty good sometimes. And so um, about a week later, I said, did you get something in the mail? And he said, like what? And I, I asked him about the the, uh, the the pens and stuff. And he started laughing because it was driving me crazy because I wanted him to suffer. and But he ended up getting me too. But that was a, about the funniest poop story for yeah. Bile Diary. It's hard to beat that. That's a hard one. I mean, you'd have to know him. But you, I've we, met, yeah, we've met him. Yeah, you met him. The the fact that like you were just such a good friend <laughs> to just really just drive the nail home yeah. on that story. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how good a friend he is. He says he hopes it happens in our church band, and he says he's hoping it happens to me one day while I'm up in front of the congregation playing drums. Now that's how that's that's, that's the kind of friend he is. No. All right. So I mean, you know what they say about payback, right? Payback. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get me eventually, I'm sure, some way. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, come on down right. and get your gallbladders right. out. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Perry and Doctor Burton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good advertisement. Yeah. I'm sure marketing will be super thrilled. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be good. <laughs> but but he's doing okay now. He, oh, oh! By the way, I forgot to mention he was not taking his cholesterol. Well, yeah, I, I forgot mean, to tell you. You got to stop your medicine. Yeah, he it's was working that well. I said, "Were you taking your medicine?" No, no, I had done well. I stopped it, so he's back on. So, Sammy would listen. He's just he's hard headed, you know. <laughs> I bet he would have. St- he wouldn't have stopped his heart medicine though. No, 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 or anything else. No, but he's but he won't stop that now. Yeah, I bet. I guarantee you. But I forgot. <laughs> mentioned it. And I failed to mention that. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better person. He's good to have to a nicer guy. <laughs> it's got to be the proudest moment. Oh, when he told me that, I, I just... I mean, how do you... Even, I mean, when you guys told us that, I, Kelly and I, were, she, like, died. <laughs> I know. Well, we were talking about it the other day on the phone, just yeah. talking about it, and I got so tickled, and he got so tickled, I couldn't stand it. to hang up on him? <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, I... Yeah. I, I, I mean... 
it, it was it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy and he deserved it he deserved it stopped his medicine wouldn't listen to me I mean that's the an- he paid I mean, for it there's the answer listen that's to your doctor answer, listen to your doctor yeah. absolutely yeah I don't know if we're going to be able to beat that one no no that's <laughs> that's the best I've got for that God, God bless I mean I don't even <laughs> it's hard to even finish yeah Thanks, everybody, for listening. I want you to remember to check the show notes on the website, morningreportyall.com, where you'll be able to find some more information about post-call cystectomy diarrhea, as well as good uh, tax advice from some local uh, tax people. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, but not on Facebook because it's stupid. Have a great time, guys. See you in a week or two.